blackfinancialchannel.com. I want to say good morning to everybody. And um, uh, you guys know, uh, periodically throughout the week, I do what I call a black wealth confession. Uh, black wealth confessions are where people send me uh, their uh, description of their situation, either something, a terrible mistake that they made in the past, and we talk through it uh, so that other people can learn from your mistakes. Or uh, you can tell me about a situation you're in now, and I can give you my two cents on it. Uh, I'm not here to tell you things that are going to make you feel good. I'm here to tell you the truth. So my goal as a financial scientist is to educate and teach you and to make you stronger, better, smarter, and more capable. And all it's all through the lens of blackness. So anyway, uh, if you are black first and you agree with me in that philosophy, please put your hashtag B1 in the chat. That's very important. I talk about economics, but I like to talk about black economics, black wealth. Black wealth matters to me. Uh, black wealth is one of the sources of our greatest problems and our greatest disparities. And that's why I focus so, so much on this issue. Now, here's um, here's the latest black wealth confession that I received. Uh, hit, the, hit the thumbs up button. If you haven't done it yet, please hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button. Uh, this comes from a brother who says, as a first generation college grad, from a single parent home who also raised a child or had a child at 18, I thought I was doing something as a black male to earn a BA, MBA, and gain admission to medical school. I hadn't started medical school yet just because I have, I, I have acquired and, and am acquiring skills to use in the business I started. I owe 150K in student loans currently. Do you think I should attack that debt now or try to cash flow my MD? through my business. Healthcare will eventually be a, be a part of my business. All right. Well, this is, this is an interesting uh, black wealth confession. Uh, the first thing I'm going to say to you is congratulations. Um, I like, I like what I read. I mean, this brother is doing everything. Uh, well, I wouldn't say everything perfectly well, but he's doing a lot of things right. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to set you straight, man, and give you some uh, OG feedback that I think will benefit you long term. These are things you figure out when you're about 49 years old and you've had a PhD for 20 years. Um, here's the deal. Okay. So first of all, your parents were very smart to push you to get education. I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, I did the same thing. You know, I had a baby at 18. Uh, I came, I wasn't first generation college, but my parents, uh, they finished college when I was about, maybe when I was about 10 or 11 years old, my parents were about 30 when they finished their bachelor's degree. And I saw them climb up. You know, they did the George and Wheezy routine. You know, they were moving on up. Every time we moved, we moved to a nicer apartment. Uh, you know, first we lived in the projects. Then we lived in government housing in the military. Then we moved back and we lived in uh, government subsidized housing uh, in Kentucky. I didn't know I didn't know it was government, government subsidized housing until I got older. Uh, and then we got our first house, uh, which was a modest house. But it was it, it was it was something nice, you know, at the time. Um, and then we moved to a nicer house. So I watched my parents make those moves and they did it through the traditional model that many black people are taught, which is, uh, go to school, work hard, you know, so you can get a good job. My dad was on the police force. My mother was a school guidance counselor and, uh, they always taught, uh, tremendous values in our household about personal responsibility. Uh, we grew up believing and knowing that it is what we do that determines where we end up in life. And that's something I just believe in because you feel more empowered that way. I don't, I don't believe in sitting around waiting on the government or Joe Biden or anybody to take, to take, to do what they're supposed to do. Um, so that word, that model was okay. I had a baby at 18. I too went on and got a, a BA. I didn't get an MBA, but I got a master's in mathematical statistics. I got a PhD in finance and, um, 
and my first job was at Syracuse University, and I made about $115,000 a year. Uh, at that point, I thought I was a successful Negro. I thought that I was doing as well as you could do. Um, I, and I mean, think about this. You're 30 years old. You're making $115,000 a year. And this was 20 years ago, right? So back then, that was really a lot of money. In fact, I was the highest paid assistant or associate professor on the entire campus, and I wasn't even an associate professor yet. So I was a, I was a superstar. I, I was a real superstar. Um, but here's the problem. I found that that particular model, uh, while it had its benefits, also has some shortcomings. So the shortcomings were, number one, uh, I, I, hate, I hated going to work every day. I, I didn't feel comfortable. I didn't feel wanted. Um, the school, you know, they, they, like a lot of universities, they, they don't hire many black professors. I didn't feel like the work I was doing was valued. I, I wanted to work in the black community. I wanted to help black people. I wanted to focus on black wealth and black economics and black empowerment. And, and unfortunately, when you get in a certain environment like that, you're not there for black empowerment. You're there for white empowerment. You know, you're not there to build up black institutions. You're there to support white institutions. You know, you're there really, uh, you're, you're not into black excellence. You're really into white supremacy. And, and that's something I didn't figure out until I got older because I said, wait a minute, I'm, I'm busting my butt and I'm working really hard and I'm working for these people to build their institution and to build their legacy and to build their wealth. Um, I'm not doing anything for my own community. It wasn't like I was building a black university. I was building Syracuse University started by a bunch of white folks. So uh, so I say this without, you know, this sounding mean or hateful or anything. It's just true. I, I said, I'm wasting my life. I feel like I'm wasting my life here. I should be putting this energy back into the black community. So and also I wanted to be free just from a personal standpoint. I didn't like being constrained. I didn't like being punished like a, like a child every time I did something. Uh, in favor of black people. That's why that's why I see a lot of um, uh, academics and a lot of black professionals who don't get out and say the things that need to be said. They don't get out and, and, and really fight the good fight for black folks because they're too scared. They're scared they're going to lose their job. Uh, they're scared they're going to get in trouble. They're scared they're not going to get that promotion. So a lot of our smartest, most brilliant people are locked away you know, in their offices or in their little careers. Uh, and they think that that's the, the optimal approach. And it's not optimal because uh, you're not spending your time building in the black community. You're spending all your time and energy building in the white community. So the black community probably loses at least a couple trillion dollars a year in uh, human capital and wealth just from all the black professionals that are dedicating their entire lives to building white owned institutions. I'm not now. A lot of you are probably in the category, same category I was in. So I'm not making fun of you. I'm not attacking you. I'm not saying, oh my God, what's wrong with you? You're stupid because you were raised that way. You know, that that's how we were all raised. And I didn't realize like, wait a minute, this is not benefiting black people. This is just, I'm, I'm convincing myself that it does because I'm professional and I get to say, look at me, I'm the first black person that they've ever hired and I'm so successful. But it wasn't really, from an infrastructural standpoint, it was almost the, the equivalent of a, a really great parent who doesn't live with their child, right? Like, so you're, you're a successful parent, uh, you, you're making lots of money. You're super smart, but your kids are in another state and you're not with them on a daily basis. So uh, a lot of kids would rather have a mediocre parent who's with them every day than to have a great parent who they see once a year. Right. So a lot of our black professionals are like the non-custodial parent who sees their child once a year. Maybe we donate, you know, we donate to causes. We go to church on Sunday. We go donate some time at the community center on Saturdays. But when we're really given that hardworking time, that 40 hours a week, we're giving that to white people. White people are getting the best of us. Uh, black people are getting the rest of us, right? White people are getting the main course. 
black people are getting the leftovers, right? And, and, and if you want to know why the community doesn't move forward, that's why your smartest, your best, and your brightest are not giving their best to the community. China used to have that problem. That's why China implemented a China first policy where China said, if you're not giving it back to China, then you don't matter. Uh, we rate you. They literally rate their, their people on citizenship. Uh, it's, it's a very poweronomics oriented concept. They rate you on citizenship by how well you're doing for China. So if you're a great scientist and you go over to Abu Dhabi or you go to, you know, to Berkeley or someplace and you're doing great science over in the United States, they don't care about that. They're like, whatever, you're, you're donating to them. We want you back in China. If you're giving it to China, then you count. If you're not giving it to China, then you don't count. I think black people can do the same thing. If you're giving it to them, good for you, but that don't count. But if you're giving it to us, then that that means something, right? So uh, so anyway, before I move on and continue uh, answering this brother's um, or responding to this brother's statement, uh, do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button, hit the share button, hit the subscribe button. And also, in case you guys don't know, we have really great uh, custom-made financial workbooks and flashcards for children. Uh, the holidays are coming up, so this, these make great gifts for either your kids or the little badass kids that are down the street. If you want to give them all away, buy a bunch and give them away, uh, feel free to do that. The URL is right there on the screen. It's financialworkbooks.com. That's financialworkbooks.com. Also, hit the thumbs up, share, and subscribe button. And don't forget, you can also text voice to 31996 if you want to get notified a couple of times a week when we go live. Um, I can't notify you all the time. Uh, hit the notification bell if you're on YouTube, but I can't notify you as much as I want to. Uh, so you may just want to come back to Financial Juneteenth TV or something like, or Dr. Boyce TV and uh, and just check to see what's there. All right. So um, so the brother is on his way to medical school, which I think is great. Uh, it sounds to me the fact that he isn't in medical school yet and uh, he, he uh, is thinking about going. He got into medical school, but he chose not to go. And I'm looking. I'm like, OK, well, why did you choose not to go just yet? Well, the reason he chose not to go is because he's working on his business. Now, of course, I approve this message. I think that's great. Um, I believe that every black man in America needs to know how to start a business. I, I think if you have a black son, I think it's extremely important that you teach him as a core fundamental skill how to start a business. It's much more important for him to know how to start a business than it is for him to know how to play basketball and football. And so we need as many of our boys knowing business as we as we have boys knowing basketball. They're never going to make money playing basketball. Most of them, 99.9% .9 of them will never make money playing basketball, but 100% of them are going to need money. 100% of them are going to have to pay a bill at some point. 100% of them are going to be judged as men on whether or not they can provide as, you know, for their children. So I encourage you to make sure that your, your boys know how to start businesses. So here's the deal. Um, I love the fact that he's taking time uh, to put time into learning how to start a business. This is why I know that the person who wrote this statement is going to be a millionaire. You show me two things that uh, that that millionaires have. One is um, you show me you have uh, actually really three things. Actually, uh, you show me that. But the fact that you're in medical school means you're smart. So you got brains. Um, the, the, the fact that you're in medical school also means that you have a work ethic. The ability to work consistently is extremely important. I meet a lot of people who have big dreams and their dreams are a joke because they don't know how to work consistently. So they say, I want to have the, I want to create this massive podcast and blah, blah, blah. And I'll be like, well, when's the last time you did an episode? Uh, uh, three weeks ago, I didn't have time. Well, you know, it takes five minutes for you to do a podcast episode, which is about the amount of time it takes you to go to the bathroom every day. You go to the bathroom every day, don't you? Yeah, yeah, but uh, but no, well, then no, there's no buts. If you tell me that you're talking about doing something, you must be consistent. Consistency is the key to success. If you have no consistency, then you will have no success. I hate saying it that way. Um, I said it to my 10-year-old one time, and she, and she started crying on me. Of course, that broke my heart. 
But I had to hold firm and say, I'm sorry, sweetie, but that's just that's how life works. I know you're crying right now, but life is going to make you cry. So it's better you cry right now in front of me and your mother than you go out here crying in life because you can't get what you want. So consistency is critical. So the fact that this brother got into medical school shows me he's smart. He knows how to work hard. And then he's got the kicker, the kicker, the, 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 the freedom, the freedom creator is his ability to start his own business. He went and he learned skill that will allow him to start a business. And uh, and so he's got 150K in debt. Now here's the deal. 150K in debt is a lot of money to repay if you're an employee. 150K in debt is a lot of money to repay if you are an employee. 150K in debt is not hard to repay if you are a successful business owner. Even a modestly successful business owner can knock out 150K in debt. An employee has a very hard time knocking out 150K in debt. So a lot of you that are stuck in student loan debt, you probably want to find ways to accelerate your income. Uh, you, now, you could go the other route, which is I'm going to pinch pennies and take my little paycheck and, and do what I can to, to pay off the debt piece by piece. And then I'll be done by the time I'm 70. But I don't know if that's the optimal solution for you. I'm not making fun of you or anything like that. A lot of people are stuck in the debt trap. Uh, but if Joe Biden reduces student loan debt, it won't be by much. Maybe he'll give you give you 10,000, maybe 15,000, something like that. Whereas um, if you find a way to accelerate your income, even something as basic as a side hustle, where you allocate all the money from the side hustle toward your student loans could actually rapidly reduce the student loan debt. Now, now here's the interesting thing. So uh, the question I would ask this brother uh, who submitted this black wealth confession uh, is, you know, do you want to go to medical school or not? Now you, you delayed medical school, but it doesn't sound like he doesn't want to go. It sounds like he just wanted to take time away to go and learn how to, um, to do these things in business. I think that's awesome. Also, I like the way he describes the fact that he started off with a traditional family where he uh, he didn't, um, you know, he, he was a first first generation student. He felt you know empowered as a black man to go get a BA, MBA, et cetera, and then go to medical school. I think that's all great. And what he's really doing, I think, is doing what I was doing, which was, um, you know, when you're really ambitious and you're black and you think that the system and, and education is your best way to succeed, then you tend to OD on education. You know, if you're ambitious, you go back and you get that extra degree, you go get more certifications, et cetera. Give me a yes or no if you know people like that. If you are one of those people, if you just always feel like, okay, I want to make more money, I want to be more successful, let me go get another degree. Raise your hand. Raise your hand if, you, if you're in that category. Give me a yes or no if you've either been in that category, if you've seen what I'm talking about. Um, there's this feeling where it's like, okay, this is the one, like success, the road to success is a one lane highway and uh, there's no other road I can take. So down this one lane highway, if I want to hit you know, the village of success, I'm going to drive as far and as fast down this highway as I possibly can. The highway consists of a BA, BS, MA, MS, PhD, JD, MD, advanced degree, certification, licenses, et cetera, right? All these extra credentials. All in. Now, mind you, here's the thing. This is not a bad route, right? If you're climbing that salary uh, ladder, it's not a bad route. I think the challenge is that it's um it is somewhat limited, right? It's a it's a one lane highway. So if that highway gets clogged, then you can't go anywhere, right? Uh, I was in the Florida Keys not too long ago, and I and I saw that there was one lane, uh, almost like one highway that went all the way down the Florida Keys, and I said, huh, I wonder what happens when that road something happens on that road, or one of the bridges gets taken out, or whatever. Like like at that point, all the traffic stops. So the challenge that a lot of Black folks have when it comes to earning income and building wealth is that you've been taught to travel down the road down a one-lane highway, and sometimes your highway gets clogged. 
And when the highway gets clogged, where they either clog it up by saying, well, we're only going to let one black person through, the other 10,000 of you can't come through, or maybe it gets clogged because of glass ceilings and white supremacy and or not enough jobs. Uh, white folks don't have enough jobs for all of us. They just don't. That's why uh, during slavery, Dr. Claude Anderson talks about this. During slavery, the vast, the overwhelming majority of people in the North did not want black people to be free. And they didn't want them to be free because they were like, we don't have enough jobs for all these people. What are we going to do with all these people? So they threw the slaves out there with, with no income, no wealth, no nothing. Right. So that's why reparations is such an important conversation. So with this being said, um, and by the way, do the, uh, hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button if you haven't done it yet. Um, I, I, I'd be curious to know what the brother wants to do. So uh, he's asking, should I attack my debt or cash flow my medical degree through my business? Um, I don't see that as an either or. I think you can do both. I think that the, the operative word is cash flow, cash flow. So if you become a successful enough business owner that you've been able to generate cash flow, then touchdown, touchdown, you you won. Even if you just kicked a field goal, you got points on the board, right? Now you can focus on getting more touchdowns because you know you have a pathway, you have an offense. You you can get the ball down the field. See, a lot of folks can't get the ball down the field. That's the hardest part as a business owner is I can't even get the ball down the field even if I'm getting three yards of carry, right? So once you can get the ball down the field, then you work on more efficiently getting the ball down the field. So instead of scoring eight points a game, now you're scoring 20 points a game. Then you're scoring 30 points a game because you're getting better at getting the ball down the field. So when that business starts off and you get that trickle of income, you're making that you know $300 a month. Well, then you're like, okay, Eureka, I've got it. Now let me figure out how to make $1,000 a month. Then you're like, whoa, I did it. Now let me see if I can make $2,000 a month, right? Now, now let me see if I can get to four. Let me see if I can get to 10. Next thing you know, you're making 50 grand a month. And, you know, or 20 grand a month or 30 grand a month in extra income that allows you to have much more wiggle room in terms of how you choose to pursue your life. Right. So so here's the thing uh, you ask, um, you know, should I attack the debt now or cash flow my MD through my business? I don't see why you can't do both. Um, but I will say this. Student loan debt typically does not have a high interest rate. Um, if you've got a great business that can use your cash. Uh, you remember when you've got a dollar in your hand, you've got a choice. Okay, do I put it down on this debt or do I put it toward my needs? Well, my decision when I had student loan debt was I wasn't going to give money to the student loan people that I could use for myself, right? I was like, no, you, you get paid last. I get paid first. So what I what I did was either if I needed the cash in my bank account, I would leave the cash in my bank account. I say, you're not getting my last dollar. Uh, or if I had a great business idea that I felt could help me flip my money fast, where I could double my my or create you know an extra five thousand dollars a month in income by using that ten grand, twenty grand toward that as opposed to putting it toward student loans. I went that direction every time, right? So because I knew that if I could get this thing to work over here on the business side, then I could circle back and attack the student loans later. Most corporations have debt on their books. Most corporations are not trying to be debt free. Most millionaires uh, see debt as an asset that they leave on the books. Well, why would you? If you're a multimillionaire and you've got a, an amount of debt that you could easily repay with your revenue just like that, why would you leave the debt on the books? Well, because you've got better things to do with your money, right? You've got better things to do with your money. So if you're making cash flow, man, um, and, and you feel like you can cash flow your MD through your business and you really want an MD, that's an operative question. I mean, do you really want to go to medical school? Um, then why not cash flow the MD through the money from your business 
And then you can either attack the debt now or you can leave the debt on the books. But either way, if you're building your business, you're going to have enough money to go back and get the debt either now or later or whenever you want to do it. Attacking the debt to me is not the big issue here. The big issue is you and your happiness. What do you want to do with your life? I think that's the question I would ask his brother. Uh, you know, he, he got accepted to medical school. He didn't go yet because he wanted to work on the business. So my question then is, okay, do you want to work on, do you want to have a business uh, or do, do you want to be a doctor or do you want to do both? Uh, you can do both. A medical degree can help you run a better business if your business is in healthcare. And I think he mentions that. Um, but the question is, you know, what do you want out of life? You know, uh, because I can tell you this. Here, here's why I asked that question. I didn't go to college because I wanted to learn. I didn't go to college because I wanted to be a scholar. I ain't, ain't going to lie. You know why I went to college? Because I was broke and I wanted to make some money. I swear to God, I was 18 years old and I was broke. And I just didn't, I just wanted to have some money. You know, and um, and so I took on the student loans. I took all the stupid classes like this dumb class. There was this dumb class I took on Irish peasants. I learned nothing from that class. It was a complete waste of my time. But I did it because I was 19 years old and didn't know any other things I could be doing to improve my life. If I knew then what I know now, there is no way I'd be sitting there taking a stupid class on Irish peasants. I would have spent that time learning how to hustle up and make and create a business and get some money. I would have spent that time learning real estate, how to flip houses. I would have spent that time learning how to invest in stocks so I could have bought stocks back in 1992. Can you imagine somebody who bought, like look at companies like Amazon and Google. Can you imagine somebody who bought those stocks in the 90s? Oh, how wealthy they would be. Like if literally you believed that investing was was a key to success and, and you put like all your extra money into Amazon stock back in the 1990s, like you'd be a multimillionaire. So that's what I wanted, man. I, I wanted some money. I didn't I didn't care about. I mean, I, I'm going to school. I'm going to University of Kentucky. It's a racist school. Uh, a, a bunch of racist professors didn't even want me there. Didn't even like me. They don't hire black professors hardly at all. Um, they, they bring in black, black people when they play on the basketball team and stuff because they can make money off of us. Why would I want to give those people all my money when I could have took all that money and put that money into a business? The only reason I did not do it was because nobody had taught me that that would be a great pathway to go. So the, the operative question for this brother here, and uh, and I put the URL for blackmenunited.net on the screen if you guys want to join. This is our organization for black men. Andre C. Hatchett and I started it, and basically we send you out information as black men on what it takes to be successful as a black man. So uh, feel free to go to blackmenunited.net and sign up. It's totally free. Um, it's just basically something where we, because we, we, we believe that men and women are not the same. We believe that men and women are different. Uh, we have different conversations with our daughters than we have with our sons, uh, because I believe that the black man is always at war. And part of this war is uh, intellectual, it's economic, it's based on hustle, it's based on confidence. There's a lot of different dimensions to this war. And I think that uh, our brothers need to be prepared for this. So this is our way of trying to make a contribution to that. Okay. So go to blackmenunited.net and, uh, and sign up. All right. So, um, so the question I would ask his brother is this. I would say, look, you got into medical school. Um, you got 150K in debt. Who cares? That's fine. I mean, this you're, you're going to have more debt now if you go to medical school and you take on more debt, right? So if you continue to borrow, then you're going to be looking at 300, maybe even 400K, right? That's what it is, okay? And you're going to miss years of your life that you could have spent doing something else. So the question I would ask this person is, do you want to be a doctor? Knowing that being a doctor is going to occupy the next several years of your life and hundreds of thousands of dollars in wealth. Um, is that something, is that the business you want to invest in? If the answer is yes, and you want to be a doctor because you like what doctors do, then I say do it. 
But if your answer is, I want to be a doctor so I can make more money, then do not do it. I would never become a doctor just for the money. Because think about this. I mean, you're cutting open bodies and digging in guts and blood and dissecting animals in medical school and, and, and cadavers and, and, and working crazy hours on, you know, during your residency. Why would you do all of that just to go make extra money? Seriously, the, the average, how, let me see how much the average surgeon works, uh, makes. Let me, let me look, Google that. I'm going to Google this. How much does the average surgeon uh, make in salary? Let me see. Do me a favor. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button. Hit the notification bell also if you subscribe. So that way you'll be notified when we go live. Okay. So I'm looking at this here. If you look at the top 25% of surgeons, the average surgeon that's in the top 75th percentile um, makes $484,000 a year. Now, this is just in the state of Illinois, but that's pretty close, right? Um, the highest paid surgeon uh, specialties are neurosurgery at $616,000 a year. Thoracic surgeons make uh, 584. Orthopedic surgeons make 526. Radiation oncology 486. All the way down to plastic surgeons who make 433,000. Cardiologists make uh, $453,000 a year. Now let me do a little calculation for you. I'm gonna teach y'all something real quick, um, and then I'm and then I'm gonna lay something out here that's gonna change your life. I swear to God. All right. Uh, so let me see here. All right. So let's break this down. So let's look at what the average uh, cardiologist makes. So that's four hundred fifty-three thousand dollars a year. Uh, what is that divided by twelve? Uh, that's thirty-seven thousand dollars a month. Thirty-seven thousand dollars a month. Keep that number in your head, okay? So everybody, type the number thirty-seven in the chat. Thirty-seven thousand dollars a month is the average income of a uh, of a of a cardiologist of, of a cardiologist, right? Now, cardiologists work crazy hours. It is a really hard job. You have to have steady hands. You got to focus intensely on a patient for twelve straight hours while you're cutting things out of their body, right? You could be sued, right? It's it's a ter- it's a tough job, right? It's a great job if you love it. It's a tough job if you don't. My sister is a doctor, and you're right. Doctors and surgeons are not the same. Great point. My sister is a pathologist. She cuts open dead bodies and does autopsies all the time. So it's like she's in a dark room all day with dead bodies. Uh, you got to be a special person to love that, right? You don't do that just for the money, although my sister makes decent money. But let's go back to 37, okay? So 37 is the amount of money per month that the average cardiologist makes Um uh, you know, to do that. Now, to become a cardiologist, you got to go to school uh, for four years, from, sorry, four years of college, four years of medical school, if I'm not mistaken. Correct me if I'm getting this wrong. Uh, and then maybe I think a year of um, of uh, of the internship, if I'm not mistaken, then maybe another five years of the residency. Right. And then, so you're broke the entire time, pretty much. You're overworked the entire time. Your brain's being stuffed full of information the entire time. It's extremely difficult the entire time. Right. So, uh, so you're going through hell in order to get to your heaven. Your heaven is that you get to become a cardiologist and you're making uh, $453,000 a year or $37,000 a month. That's really hard to do. And it takes a lot of time. It takes nine years to do that. Now, let me tell you what's also really hard. What's also really hard is uh, is is becoming a business owner, right? Starting that first business, uh, working all those extra hours, Hustling on the grind, trying to you know take classes to learn how to create a good product for your customers. Uh, you know, put setting up your website, uh, working with whatever group you're in to to get your business going, etc. That's hard to do, also, right? But let me tell you a little secret. I went down to Atlanta to um to a a, a, a meeting with um a lot of black entrepreneurs, and uh, there were a, 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 at least half of the people in that room, maybe more. Uh, it was a big group, about 40, 50 of us. Uh, half the people in that room make at least twice as much as the average cardiologist makes, right? 
a lot of the people in that room uh, were making uh, over a hundred thousand dollars a month, right? It'd be, be, why? Well, some one lady might. One lady, for example. Um, she started a hair care line. She loves hair. And she went and she white labeled a hair care line like Supercent. Supercent was in Essence Magazine. I don't think Supercent went to medical school. She don't, sound, she don't seem like she went to medical school, but then I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Maybe she's a Rhodes Scholar and I just don't know it. But Supercent, you know, white labeled a uh, hair care product and, and branded it really nicely. And uh, Supercent made a million dollars in about uh, maybe I think it was like in 10 minutes or 20 or 30 minutes or so. Something ridiculous, right? She launched her sale, made a million dollars in 20 minutes, right? Um, so Supercent makes far more than the average uh, cardiologist. In fact, Supercent probably makes about 10 times more than the average cardiologist, and she didn't go to medical school. So where am I going with this? What, where, am I, where am I taking with this conversation? Here's the, here's the logic here. Um, you, you know, in life, you have to choose your heart. You have to choose your heaven that's going, excuse me, choose your hell that's going to get you to your heaven. Which hell are you going to go through? You know, my hell as a young faculty member at Syracuse University was that I would have to spend seven years busting my butt, trying to get tenure, trying to get a bunch of white guys to publish me in their elite journals where they only let their friends, you know, publish in these journals or whatever. Right. So I had to figure out how to get in the white boys club. And uh, and then I would have a lifetime job at Syracuse. But what I figured out was I said, you know, it would probably be it's, it's really hard to do this, but it's also it's, it's probably less difficult to figure out how to go start a business and go make enough money where I become financially independent for the rest of my life. And then I don't have to do any of this crap, right? The reason I'm committing to doing all this crap is because I think this is the only pathway to make money. I feel like, I, I feel like the pathway to financial independence and freedom is a one lane highway and I must stay on that road. Right. And, and, and when I realized that there isn't just one road to success, there are multiple roads. You can drive through the woods. You can get off the beaten path and get off the freeway, drive down some side streets. You just need a map, right? You need a map. That, you know, and what you'll do, what, what happens is that, you know, you grew up in a family where they didn't give you a map. You, they probably told you there's one highway to get there, B-A-B-S, M-A-M-S, whatever. Get all these degrees, get all this debt, and then one day you'll get a good salary. But really, when you get the map, which is what you're going to do for your children, you give them the map and you say, you can get there this way. But maybe a faster way is to drive down this street and make a left on left on United Street and then go up Chicago Avenue and then blah, 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 blah. Right. Or then drive through the drive through the grass. Right. Whatever. Right. So so I, I'm thinking with this brother here. Your most important skill is not whatever you're learning in medical school, in my opinion. I think your most important skill is that you learn how to start a business. You learn the basic uh, way that people have been making money for the last hundred thousand years, which is uh, to buy low, sell high, um, to find a customer and serve that customer something that they need. Um, and then also because you're smart, you could probably figure out a process where you can scale, scale that business. Right. That's why Elon Musk uh, made three hundred million dollars a day uh, this year. Elon Musk did not make three hundred million dollars a day because he's a great engineer. Um, he has thousands of engineers that work for him. He couldn't do that by himself. Elon Musk made $300 million a day because he knew how to take his, uh, his technology skill and scale that through entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship blended with technology is literally a golden ticket. That is literally a way to make it rain on yourself for all of eternity and make it rain on your grandchildren, right? So I, I would encourage the brother to ask himself that fundamental question. Do I really want to be a doctor? If you weren't getting paid to be a doctor at all, would you still want to do it? If, if there was no money being offered, if you had all your financial needs taken care of, if you had a million dollars in the bank and you could choose what career you would do now, would you still become a doctor? If the answer is yes, then go, go do that. But if you're doing this because of the money, 
then I think that that could, if you take the same amount of energy it takes to be a doctor and you put that same amount of energy and hustle into becoming the absolute best entrepreneur and investor that you can possibly be, then you will make 10 times more than the average cardiologist and it won't take you 10 years to do it. You'll probably do it in a year or two, maybe three, maybe four, maybe five, but it won't take a decade, right? Do you follow what I'm saying? Do you guys get what I'm saying? I hope that this makes sense. And I hope that you share this video with your kids um, and with your family because uh, because there are a lot of ways to make money that are far easier than going to school for, for a, a billion years. And take it, I mean, you're, you're talking to a guy who did that. I did not finish school until I was 31 years old. You don't know, know how embarrassing that is to go to a family reunion where they ain't seen you for three years and you were in school three years ago and you're still in school today. So you're just sitting there and you eating at the bar, you eating barbecue at the picnic table and they like, so you still in school, huh? And that, that's all they can say because you know that's what they're thinking. They're looking at you like, damn, when's that Negro going to be out of school, right? But I did it because I didn't know. I didn't know these other options. But do you know? Um, just the, you know, if you have, if you build up a solid stock portfolio, like some of the things that, that like, I, I, you know, like, um, like I love to do things with stocks and options and all that, just the stuff you can do, the stuff I do with that generates more income for me than, than a surgeon makes in a year. And I do this literally on a, on a phone app. I can tap buttons on my phone and make more money than a lot of my friends make by going to work every day. That's a scary thing. And it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Um, and it, it, it makes people hate you. It makes people mad at you. You know, my brother had a saying that I thought I didn't understand at first, but it was interesting. He said, the world hates clever people. The world hates clever people. I, and I didn't know what he meant by that at first. And I thought about it. I think what he means is that that people that kind of figure out an easier way to get 10 times more than what somebody else got by doing it the hard way. Those people, people just get mad at you, right? They get pissed. They, they, you know, you get a lot of haters like that, you know, but I encourage you instead of, instead of being a hater, like instead of looking at rich people and saying, oh, well, all they do is, is they, they cheat all they, they got an inheritance or all he does is he just trades stocks. He don't go to work every day, right? Maybe you can figure out how to make sure your kids have an inheritance. Maybe you can figure out how you can trade stocks and do whatever they're doing, right? So maybe you can stop and say, well, how do I learn? how this game is played so I can put myself in a good position as opposed to thinking that because I'm black, I got to do twice as much to get half as much. Because a lot of the people I know who are able to make, you know, 10 times more than a cardiologist who literally have a high school diploma, a lot of these people, um, they just got there because they they put their time into learning how to run a business as opposed to just going and taking more and more classes, right? So uh, that that's what I believe. That's my two cents. Um, I congratulate the brother on what he's done in his life so far. I am so proud of you for thinking outside the box. I think just for your security as a black man, uh, go start that business, have that side hustle, always have options for yourself. You never want to be stuck without options. When you get stuck without options, that's when white supremacy gets you because they can they can crush you and tell you what to do and disrespect you because they know you have nowhere else to go, right? And that's what I'm, a, that's when I, if you look at me as a, as a rebel, I rebel against that. I rebel against being pinned down, boxed in, locked up, right? So it's like, even with the voting thing, y'all know where I am. I was like, I'm not, if you don't give me a good option, I'm not participating. I'm not voting for either one of y'all. I'm not, I'm just not doing it. I'm not doing it, right? Because because at the end of the day, that's what happens. They box you in and then they give you the illusion of choice. And, and it doesn't feel good, right? Like I thought I was a successful black man, but I was like, if I'm so successful, why do I not feel successful? If I'm so powerful, then why do I not feel powerful? 
right? It's because you don't know what power looks like. You've never seen true freedom before and you weren't raised in an environment that facilitates that. So therefore, you know that there's more out there, but you just don't know what it is. You can't put your fingers on it. So maybe I'm like Morpheus, right? You're Neo and I'm just telling you that there is something outside the matrix and you were born inside a matrix. I encourage you to have an open-minded perspective that helps you to get out. Okay, guys. So I'm going to get out of here. Uh, thank you for submitting the Blackwell Confession. If you want to submit a Blackwell Confession, feel free to go to blackwellconfessions.com. Basically, we're asking you to lay out your your, your dirt, uh, but do it anonymously. Tell us about a mistake you made, uh, a situation that you're in. I love talking through it. And what I do is um, I put this on uh, financialjuneteentv.com and uh, that way we can learn from each other and learn how to elevate our game on all of this stuff. Okay, guys. And also last but not least, the Black Wealth Bootcamp starts on January 7th. Uh, we This is the last day of the 72% off discount. So if you want to join us for the Black Wealth Bootcamp on January 7th, it's all about getting off the corporate plantation, reducing economic dependence on the corporate plantation, knowing what financial security looks like for your whole family. Uh, feel free to take a look. Go to blackwealthbootcamp.com. Not only is it 72% off, but there is a 30-day 100% money back guarantee on everything that you invest in. We do not want you to invest in any of this unless you are 100% completely happy and feel like this is one of the best experiences of your life. If you do not feel that way, let us know. We'll give you a refund, okay? So if you want to go take a look, feel free to go to blackwealthbootcamp.com. That's blackwealthbootcamp.com. I'm out of here, guys. Have a good day. Hit the thumbs up, share, subscribe button, and notification bell on your way out, and I will see you guys soon. Take care. Peace.